0: This is Mr V here presenting to you the When Did I Ask
1: podcast brought to you by Alex, Archie, Ben and Perrin. Hope you enjoy. All my friends know the low rider.
2: Welcome back to the When Did I Ask podcast, your one-stop shop to the most mentally stimulating and thought-provoking podcast in the world. I'm Archie, and we've got Alex, Ben, and Perrin on the decks here. Welcome back, boys. Welcome, Welcome Archie. How are you going? Hey,
3: mate. What's going on? Hey, boys, how
2: are we? Back for our fourth installment of the podcast. I know it's it's exciting
3: times. We're coming up to the the month, Um, four weeks, four episodes. Um, Pretty exciting stuff. Who would have
4: thought we'd get this far? I know. Who would have thought? thought? Uh, What did you call it
2: last week, Arch? An ordered three installment. Yeah, I did. I did. I thought I'd just glam it up for our more sophisticated yes. listeners, I guess. Ah, yes, of yeah, course. Yeah. Oh, I also made reference to it being the most mentally stimulating and thought-provoking podcast in the world, which might be a big oh, well. claim, I'm which some sure of our is. listeners might find <laughs> a big claim, but uh, it's, a, it's a personal belief, isn't it? If you look at
3: yeah, the you so find stats. correct. Absolutely. I mean, if you have a look, um, we did our first episode um, on the one and only coronavirus, um, and I'd just like to say that, between us releasing that and the current day today, the ABC has released their very own podcast on coronavirus. So, you know, who did it first? We're, We're you...
2: paving the way for our an auditory, auditory community.
3: Yeah, it's we called, called the Coronacast or something.
2: Exactly. Mate. We,
3: we started it, pay yeah? that guy 50 grand a year to come up with Coronacast. Corona when we came up with the name <laughs> Corona Time, like, Wait. you know, you're getting the best here.
4: Yeah, they went to the guys at um, at creative and design, and they were like, all "Right, we're making a podcast about coronavirus. What do we call it?" Or uh, I reckon Corona uh, Cast. Yeah, oh, genius, that's brilliant.
2: That's so good. So, boys, we've got a big podcast again here, lads. We've got a special guest first, um, and then we'll also be discussing a couple of couple more issues. Some are sort of coronavirus. Well, yeah,
3: they're all they're all coronavirus. <laughs> Let's be real. What's what can happening? we do?
2: <laughs> Uh, if any listeners out there can find something not coronavirus-related, I'm all ears. Um, and Arch, where so are gonna, gonna, a big... where, where, how are they going to let you know about that? Uh, you know, just uh, chuck a follow at... No, I'm not I'm not releasing on Instagram. Um, <laughs> yeah, just just, just give them... us a buzz. You... <laughs> give us the a give buzz them the phone Ar- number, then Arch. <laughs> artist's <laughs> yeah. uh, phone number is yeah, for... Okay, what? Well, um, okay. <laughs> Anyways, we'll be talking about a couple issues today, as we usually do, as one of our CAS requirements, you might say, is to inform and educate current global issues.
1: Uh, today, we'll be talking about the uh, Virgin Airlines and. Then a uh, possible national <laughs> <I can't speak.
2: laughs> Another one dropped. potty
1: mouth therapy. No, I, I swear when I, when I screw yeah, up... Yeah, you
3: swear you do. Yeah. No, when yeah, I, I screw that. up. Uh, anyway, uh,
1: petrol prices falling below zero, and the US protests on lockdown. <laughs> really, petrol prices below zero my love Wait, Zero. But, okay. uh, not entirely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> Great time to get into oil. <laughs>
2: But um, uh, well, to our, before, to our listeners, well, that took a couple of takes, but um, <laughs> we got there in the end. Uh, but before we, before
4: we do, before we do, Arch, before we chat about that sort of stuff, we need to introduce our dear friend and next special guest to the show. Um, as I said last week, we recorded this earlier, so we're just going to cut to
2: that now. But uh, here you go, guys. So here he is, the man himself. He's a cult hero of Ivanhoe Grammar School, a frequent flyer at the Ridge School CAF, and self-proclaimed superior brother of our very own Benjamin Ross. Please welcome Christopher Ross. Yeah. Thanks very yeah. much for having me, gentlemen. you very much I uh, uh, Can I just, can I just did, quickly say, I
3: I'm, I'd like to say, I'm not sure what prompted Archie's little subtle attack at me. Um, yeah. I'm a bit, a, bit, a bit upset at that
2: one, actually. Well, I Hold on, to before get we came it on... on before right, we came right. on, Chris explicitly stated he was the <laughs> self-proclaimed superior brother. Yeah, and but I we we all know too. that is the truth. Uh,
3: all right, all right, all right, wrong. all
0: right. You know, so, yeah. I, I also want to address a quick um, point that Archie mentioned. That you know, I'm maybe a frequent flyer at the school cuff. Well, I think it must also be noted that. My um, demand for the school cuffs products certainly is waning with the increase in prices. I think that must <laughs> be modified during this uh, coronavirus uh, problem. He's, he's come straight out of the gate. Campaign, yeah, he's I to think to I think
4: the school cuffs prices... <laughs> need to make need to see a decrease before we back at school. But why would they? Why would they decrease their prices when you still keep going back every lunchtime?
0: It's true. Mate. Yeah,
4: but you see, that's the thing. My demand is decreasing
3: with the oh, increase in price. Right, so, right.
2: we're very happy to have you here. Welcome to the Wednesday Last Podcast. It's, a, it's an thanks very it's much. It's an honor and a privilege. And as you've heard, it is the, the location of the most mentally stimulating and thought provoking. <laughs> Discussions. Uh, I'm not sure about this one, seeing uh, your inclusion. But
3: <laughs> I, I would tend to agree. We'll uh, I we'll also how it like goes. to say that, um, as the second guest, you've um, you've, you've got definitely
0: you, and. I might just have to interrupt you. I think it's an improvement on the status of guests as well. I yeah.
3: think we might need to. Yeah. I mean, we did have quite an wow. intellectual conversation last time.
0: Yeah, but, Wait. you know, what more do I provide? A little bit of <laughs> – I guess we're going well, to a- we find out. We will find We
4: had you on we, – we decided to have you on purely for comedic value, but I reckon you might end up um, inciting us even more. Well,
0: potentially. You never know what is stored in the little brain – Upstairs. The little brain, yeah. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Well, we it's certainly bigger it. than yours, Ben, that's for sure.
4: Oh, not, and as no, we not. can
2: see already, the brotherly love is here and in full yes, force. Yes.
4: <laughs> uh, we saw them earlier today on now um, during uh, chemistry. Chris Ross walked in or something. Or something earlier today, Chris Ross walked in into uh, Ben's sort of camera and just started berating. Him. It was the funniest <laughs> stuff I've ever seen. It's no, just like a never-ending
0: war. Sometimes instances like this, they just they're just required. When you know right. Ben's trying to spread his slightly um absurd intellect um with the world. Sometimes it just has to be uh, dimmed <laughs> oh, slightly.
3: Jesus, just done
2: turning the into thumbs an... up. React on the Skype. It's wow. turning into
0: a bit of That's a gold. bagging session of myself. Gotta say. <laughs> What, what was happening um, earlier with the chemistry book? Ah, oh, he's just lost okay. his book. Oh, uh, I lost me history book. And I reckon Ben's <laughs> done something with it. That's what I reckon. Yeah, uh, I reckon Ben well, so has knocked it around a bit and
4: now I've done myself a serious mischief, that's for you. All. I was going to say, speaking of mischiefs, can uh, you care to explain where the mischiefs come from and how they get done?
0: What mischiefs are we talking about specifically here? Because, you know, with my life there seems to be a... Substantive amount of mischiefs that I um, often get myself
4: into. So I'm talking about the reference. Where does the
1: reference? Oh I'm yes, coming? the great man
0: Willem Powerfish. Everyone, <laughs> go check him out. He is one of Australia's great comedians, mm-hmm. and I <laughs> highly free recommend. Three grand deals, except time. for the
2: Powerfish. <laughs>
0: yeah, everyone, so
2: Chris, show some love for the Powerfish. <laughs> Chris, we've got you yeah. on today, and we have a very, very brief document in front of us, and it says, "Under Chris Ross, glorify the big man." So we haven't got much to talk about with you. However, how's your quarantine been going?
0: The quarantine, if I'm being perfectly honest, is um, being fulfilled with a lot of golf, a lot of time in bed, as one would expect for myself, despite fitness being my passion. You know, sometimes <laughs> bed is just where life takes you. Yeah. You know, the phone and, you know, it's just a great time. It's just a good Bed. time. Golf, great combination. Bed would golf. highly recommend to anyone. Um, is that, is that <laughs> any of the roster? listeners out
4: there? To any of the listeners, golf. if
0: they're going through a tough time, I would highly
4: recommend. And would you say that golf is is your favorite sport? Um, I
0: would say it would have to be up there with um fishing.
4: Uh, <laughs> certainly, well, as, <laughs>
0: well, as a sport, of a, is, more of a it's recreational be... <laughs> of thing like You know, they both both um both do certainly aren't the most physically exerting sports. But, you know, I think that
2: that's what makes them so great.
0: That it? is potentially what makes them so good. And can, I just make a, can I just
3: make a quick comment there? Um, for anyone who may see Christian out and about once the quarantine's been lifted, I've heard he's um made the purchase of a, of a very nice new Under Armour grey golf jacket. Um, oh. so if you see him running around in that, be sure to be sure to tell him how it looks.
0: I think we all know <laughs> how it's going to look, Ben.
2: Oh, that was Absolutely. a poor call. We got a lot of laughs there or else. Jeez, we very oh, comedy. <laughs> 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 cut, cut, cut that out. Cut that out. Jeez, <laughs> geez, <laughs> don't, don't We're not cutting out. No, we, we don't do cuts here. This is raw <laughs> material. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris, you've been enjoying your golf on your uh, quarantine. How's the golf game going? Are you still um, look losing you know, to Jacob Young each weekend or well, there could be a potential of
0: improving on the results against Jacob Young. Um in the coming weeks post-quarantine, not that we really know when that will be, but I Jake think the golf, g- golf game certainly improving and I think I can recommend to all the viewers out there at home or listeners, should I say, that if you follow your passions in quarantine, you will be rewarded. Wow, real <laughs> insight so from Chris there. That was <laughs> a little snippet of gold. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, Gee. I've got to now, say, um, Chris, you're our least insightful guest so far. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, well we know. labelled we labelled Talisa as the uh, as the worst guest ever last week, but it's not over yet for Chris. He still, has, he still has the time. <laughs> it could Has the
0: time? Who are we
2: going to get next week?
4: <laughs>
0: exactly. That would it be worst guest number three? <laughs> Can't keep <laughs> labelling them all worst guests.
4: Oh, yeah, yes we can. Um What we did want to talk about with you, Chris, which we will be um, addressing after we chat about this in the rest of the podcast, is we've got a few sort of things that we we're willing to, that we we're wanting to talk about today um, surrounding stuff that's going on. Yeah. Right? Um, at the moment, what we were going to talk about, and you'll hear this in a sec, folks, is, is the um, Virgin Australia, so the, the second airline in Australia going into administration, Petrol being hella cheap at the moment, um, as we know he's driving around, hella cheap, and also what's going on in the US with the protests for lockdown and stuff. Um, Firstly, I'd like to ask you, what are your thoughts on the big man himself, Donald Trump?
0: Look, I think the way that Trump has been handling himself through the virus is... um quite concerning for the American population. That's, oh, um, some of them don't seem
3: to seem so
0: concerning. what I would like to say is I think a lot of the decisions he's making at the moment I would um, analyse to be directly reflective of his political desires in the upcoming
4: election. Can you
3: elaborate on that one? A bit less on the virus, <laughs> eh?
0: Um, well, I think there's been a lot of decisions, you know, such as supporting... I think he supported the protesters um, in some of the American states who want the um, lockdown to be reduced in some of their states. I c- couldn't name them off the top of my head. But, you know, that sort of that sort of behaviour, that sort of support for them protesting, um, and I think they were also Democrat states, if someone wants to yeah, pull yeah, up. they were indeed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think that sort of support is him showing that he really only cares about at the moment about his political... Um, future rather than the coronavirus problem that needs to probably be addressed a little bit more at the moment.
2: I think you're right, Rossi. And also, I think Trump's a real individual kind of man. He's, um, and which is sort of reflective of much of the protesters and those who are sort of wanting America to, I guess, get back on their feet, uh, despite it being far too early, which will just ca- cause, um, I guess, more chaos. And it's sort of that, yeah. Trump's sort of, um, I guess, capitalistic, I could say.
4: Um, I'd say libertarians a better label, in that sense. It's like it's like saying um, that they they want their freedom and their rights and stuff, rather than like a capitalist, econ- economic plan. It's more of a he's using their libertarian values in some of those states as a sort of leverage to get up over the democratic government that's already there. So I wanted to ask you, though, Chris, in general, like just on a a regular basis, what was your opinion of Donald Trump?
0: Look, I think some of his ideas, you know, they've got potential, I think. You know, like I thought back when he um, met with Kim Jong-un, I thought that was maybe him moving in a positive direction. (laughs) <laughs> but you know, I think it has all come back down to this coronavirus campaign demonstrating that in my eyes that he's purely um looking for self-gain at the moment.
2: Uh, really. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and I uh, think that's also that.
2: reflective of the protesters as well. As I sort of said, they're sort of also doing that individual thing which is not Exactly. I think Australia's while we we're sort of doing quite well um at keeping the cases low is simply because we, um, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess we're just sort of being acting as a community uh, with regards to not being, you know, so individual. We're sort of thinking of others and getting over it all together. Go on, Karen.
1: Yeah, for um, for those who didn't catch what Chris was referencing before, a couple, about a week ago Donald Trump sent out like some tweets saying like, liberate minnesota liberate michigan liberate virginia which are all states with democratic governors and yeah so that's just the background information of what chris is talking about
4: yeah and we'll get into that we'll get into that in a second when we chat about it after we depart with the big man art
2: yeah well i guess chris congratulations thank you for being <laughs> here you've been our you've been our first guest to actually discuss any Highly intellectual debate. No offence to this. Uh, thank us. you. You've indeed, episode indeed. three. Uh, I dare say uh, mildly more comedic. Here.
0: Well, look, you know, thanks very much for having me, gentlemen. Um, I hope to be back maybe when there's a few more intra- what you can yeah. say interesting all topics in to chat about. Together. Yeah, well, maybe, yeah a maybe. Bit, maybe a bit of golf to discuss something a little bit more down me alley. <laughs> uh. But anyway, thanks very much for having me brothers. and good luck for the rest of the episode.
2: Cheers, Ross.
3: See you later, much. mate. Well, there you have it. Um uh, please, please. Oh please, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> We're keeping that. No, in. we're keeping, we're keeping, keeping it. That in. Okay. We're keeping All right. That in. I, okay. So after oh, that, after that, that in. the
3: worst segue <laughs> I've ever. Heard. After that wonderful little entry, rudely interrupted <laughs> by Alex. As I was saying, thank you, thank you for Chris <laughs> for having us on. Um, my wonderful brother. I am really loving spending isolation with him in the same house. Um, but just, just, to, just to elaborate a little bit on what we're talking about. Obviously, um. We've had some differing approaches from different countries in in regards to the coronavirus, and my wonderful mate Donald Trump has been taking a bit of a bit of an alternate route. Um, so if you hadn't known, he's in the last week he's done three tweets, which have um, been liberate Minnesota, liberate Michigan, and liberate Virginia. Um, so basically, what he's referring to is just um, supporting these anti-lockdown protests um, in democratic states um as a means to hopefully boost his results at the election. Um he's taking a bit of a bit of an election over virus approach at the moment. Well
4: it 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 comes down to again like sort of what we talked about before, which is like um Americans being very libertarian in their values, right, with all their rights and the constitution and whatnot. But it's just like exemplified and, and as Ben said, what it is is it is it, it it's exactly these states um having democratic governors, right? They wouldn't be targeted if they were Republican governors, but it sort of goes against how the government, even though it goes against about what the government's saying about stay at home, lockdown, that sort of thing, even though it's going against that message, he he recognises that there's votes there if he can win over that pub, that population. So I guess that's... Whether or not we like going Trump, down.
2: which, you know, okay, it's up to your own opinion, listeners, <laughs> all, all up to you. Um, I I love Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, as Alex said, America is quite a libertarian um, sort of nation and I think Trump, whether he, you know, is just completely visible, he sort of is in many um, ways just completely disregarding all medical information regarding the coronavirus. He does play his cards well in the sense that, you know, with all these liberate... um, sort of campaigns his tweets as well as um all his speeches about you know being free americans he's sort of well setting himself up for um uh the next presidential election did you see did you see the thing where his
4: own government and the gotcha. health and the what's his name Yeah, the, yeah that guy he came they came out with a thing saying, Yeah, I know it was confusing, but they were like, mm. Yeah, can you wear masks in public, please? And then he came out with a thing saying yeah, exactly. Yeah, I didn't exactly. I don't think I'll be wearing masks, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's that that is just at the pinnacle at the top of the US system, them going, Nah, screw you, I'm gonna do whatever I want anyway. Yeah, That's and so you, fun, you've had some great
3: it? signs. Um, it's like like, you know, held up by the protesters, you know, it's like, mate, let me be free or you know, and I'll have death anyway. Um like, they don't, they don't really have much of a concern for the global outbreak, just from my viewing at least.
4: Well, that's exactly right. They don't have, like, they're, they're not concerned for the globe because they're concerned about their, like, them in their little spot. Not even the United States of America because they're libertarians. They don't like the whole thing. It's just their state they're worried about. And they yeah, don't Going off signs,
1: I found a fantastic sign earlier which said, push, uh, yeah. it, uh, he, on the sign the man was holding it said, uh, lockdown equals communism. Ah, yes. I'm I'm not entirely Uh, sure how that matters, (laughs) that conclusion. um,
4: Look. Less mm, than half of American uh,
1: activity.
3: I think we are talking about, obviously, the protests here. I'm sure there are a lot of Americans, especially in New York City, who are all for the lockdowns because, at the moment, America's really not loving life in terms of the coronavirus. We are talking about the protesters here. (laughs)
4: Just a quick disclaimer. With that thing, I I guess obviously he's not the sharpest tool in the shed regarding that (laughs) sign. But I guess what it's what it's what it's referring to is that the common social construct of left wing being communism, right wing being fascism. I guess, but like that that is is not at all how it is reflected in America. They're sort of going off the basis of libertarian versus authoritarian and I guess they're more, more concerned, like libertarian is like, um, sort of like a a small government, like less government intervention, market economies, um, more freedom, I guess, quote unquote. And then the authoritarian is more like, uh, sort of like government controlled sort of thing. I guess, I guess extreme sort of versions would be what you find in North Korea and China and stuff, but like, that's sort of the opposition to that, not necessarily communism, but they've been brought up with the fact that free, communism is the opposite and, of freedom, that sort of thing. Anyway, and there's these my little protesters inside,
2: are sort of It shows how they're just completely disregarding not only medical information, but uh, a country like us, Australia, has done well purely because we have taken and uh, well, the government's taken an authoritative response, which we have then all pretty much all members of society have complied and... Um, sort of conform to in order to uh, get over the coronavirus as um, a people rather than as individuals worrying about our own financial assets. People are closing their shops, closing you know, yeah, their stores, businesses in order to get over this so that society as a whole will be better later on.
1: Yeah, and like, back to what we talked about earlier with the authoritarian libertarian stuff and how Trump's trying to appeal to the libertarian nature of Republicans. Um it's a bit ironic, I think, because Trump in himself lots of his policies have been borderline authoritarian in their way to control the public and their opinions. So he's always trying he's walking a very thin line and it is quite clear that he's not really trying to make he's trying to separate himself from the political or from like organizations in the establishment.
4: I think maybe he's trying to, to appeal to um, vote, voters who would generally vote re- Republican if they voted at all. Yeah. And he's just
3: trying to get source for people to get out and vote yeah. because they reckon it. Um, I think the ironic thing is that um you know from from my point of view um the whole nation of Australia at least has kind of kind of got behind the whole government's you know trying to restrict the virus as we talked about. Um, the thing with the thing with Trump is like, you know, he the way he's looking at it is that he's trying to um, support the people who are going against the virus. Whereas I think that um, certainly some people um, are going to lose faith in him for the for the bad for the bad virus sort of management.
1: Yeah. Um. Just finally on this point. Uh. So with, we talked about a lot about Trump trying to present himself as being electable, but. The recent polls have shown that Biden, Joe Biden, who was he's running as the Democratic nomination against Trump in the in the November election, he's up uh, seven points, so seven percent uh, more votes in in the polls. So it, I think it's becoming clear that Trump is handling it pretty badly. And
2: you can say parents just, but you know what, jumping you know with what? joy. I reckon with these yeah, statistics, I love it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no.
4: But you know what I, I think it is? It's like a – um, you know what it almost is? It's almost like a yeah. – you can't beat him, join him, I reckon. Because he's got pe- – people are going, Trump's handled this so terribly, right? So he's going like, all right, I'll run with that and being like, okay, we're doing it terribly because we reckon yeah, people need it. freedom.
2: There you go. That's what and they're doing. Well, um, as we, uh, as we but, sort of said, um, similar to how Australia has sort of – Gotten over this coronavirus thing, which is uh, contrastable to these protesters who are completely disregarding um, the conf- conforming to any sort of medical or authoritarian um, instructions. Well, now because of this, uh, other countries are similar, um, similarly are following Australia in this sort of. Um, staying at home, being very compliant with the rules. And because of this, recently, lads, I saw petrol down to 92.9 cents per litre. Thoughts on that, boys? Now, that, that's, we, we
3: haven't seen that Arch, can I just, in our life. Can I just anymore. quickly say, what a transition that was.
2: Wow. <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> good at these segues. I enjoy them because I've got to move from one thing to the next. It keeps you on your toes. It's I'm, I'm honoured.
4: Yeah. well i was I was just about to say though like yes, yes, we are sort of cracking down, and that's good, but I reckon the last week or so we've been yeah, easing wrong. up a little bit, like just as' we've been, like taking it a little bit less seriously just because we're getting results, but yeah the results are like two weeks behind, so like when we really cracked down um two weeks ago, if they start to come back up in it's the next very true, weeks, then that's no, why that's why that and also
2: but I um, on the petrol thing, well, I'm It's, actually, do you want to of, say it's like... also because the government's also now starting to make moves uh, backwards to sort of normal life. I saw yesterday on the news schools mm. in the Northern Territory are being reopened. Mm. So six schools and 24 students in the Northern Territory mm. go back <laughs> to school. So that's exciting. That's
4: true. <laughs> um, yeah. No, look, I don't think we're, we're we're quite there yet to opening back up, but. You're right on the point of um on the point of petrol. What's happening is that um there's obviously less cars on the road because people aren't going many places apart from the supermarket and out exercising and whatnot. Um, but the big one, um and this is why petrol is so cheap is because of the surplus of petrol in the Middle East because of the big, of the big airlines that can't fly planes anymore because you know no one's traveling in- overseas anymore. No one's mm. few people are traveling domestically. It just means that all these planes are sitting stagnant, who would usually just go through fuel. Man, they just like guzzle it, and and then now none of them are using
2: it. So there's so much yeah, petrol. So basically, yeah, exactly.
1: Basically, what's happened is that these oh, massive. Mining,
2: reporting live from. Thank the news. you,
1: thanks, <laughs> uh, These massive mining corporate, uh, these oil drilling companies, which have been constantly oh. producing oil for the last twenty years, they can't stop drilling oil and their reserves have gone all the way to the top and so they've got so much oil they have nothing to do with it so that's why the price of oil has gone down and it's to defend what i said earlier it the price of petrol technically or price of oil has gone sub-zero for the first time in history and oil companies reported legit like they were giving it to people if like they were paying people to take the oil from their hands because they had so much
2: yeah that's crazy that is wild. That's not happening at the local Caltex. No, unfortunately
4: That is not happening at the local Caltex. But, yeah, it, it, it's a big deal for us because never in our lifetime has Petra this been this cheap. Like, just a couple of – even like a year – not even, literally months ago, I'd say six months ago, the price of Petra was like – I saw 160, 160 cents per litre or something, and it's just – it's so crazy that it's, it was almost double what it is now. And we've just never experienced something like that in our lifetime. But you know what is interesting? I, I remember talking to like, um, like my uncle or something and he's like, bro, he's (laughs) like 60 or something. (laughs) And he, and he, he was, he remember saying back when he was younger, if the price of petrol ever gets higher than 50 cents per liter, I'm never going to buy petrol again and it's just that's that's sort of how like how quickly yeah. it jumped and how how
2: how rare it is well, for Alex, it to go I've down got a, again cuz now that's sort of even even i I've got a like deep enormous. and meaningful stat here oh. fuel is cheaper than it's been in the oh, last dear. two decades it oh, hasn't wow, been yeah. so like that so last week the average price, price per liter across australia for unleaded was $1. 38 which hadn't been seen since the year 2000 but now today, the average price is a dollar nineteen a liter, which is just crazy. That's just absolutely smashed. Yeah, all prior, and, and that's average. Of course, there's if you
4: shop around, you're gonna find a uh, a good yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. I'd say most of them that I've seen have been around ninety nine yeah. mm, so yeah. cents per liter, maybe a hundred and ten. But there was some, we drove past like two that were insanely cheap. Yeah, that's ridiculous. wild. The thing with petrol is though, is that it doesn't go off and like, it, it, like sorry, petrol does go off. That's why it has to be gotten rid of. As Perrin said, they're still producing it and they can't just store it for later to like so um coincide with demand. They have to keep... You can't have a silo of, of petrol. <laughs> well, That's said, Archie. <laughs> no, you can't. But yeah, as we said, one of the biggest problems about pet, the petrol thing, oh, not problem for us, I'm happy to take all <laughs> the 90 cent petrol that I can get, but the problem is um for those companies is that the airlines aren't flying which sort of leads us to the next part of this which is i guess um the Ver- virgin australia so yesterday or the day before virgin australia which is if you don't know um yeah, it's like yeah. the second airline i'd say in australia i don't know we have Qantas, which He's is the big famous one don't and forget then there's Jet like the virgin to like, any of international oh. listeners <laughs> if you don't
2: know about oh. virgin
4: australia well, is owned by Qantas, so go on, Alex. Jet is owned by Qantas, but yeah, that's the point. They've gone broke. They've gone into administration, which basically means that they have have a firm. So voluntary administration, which is what they've gone into, is basically where a company that isn't isn't like not a, can't afford to do what it's doing is placed in the hands of like a third party. So what they're doing is that that third party is trying to assess all that they can do to. Um, Make it so that the business can get through, and the shareholders can get through the crisis, um, which basically means that um, they've gone into <laughs> shutdown. Good, good They're adjective. Cooked. I like that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> they've gone into shutdown, which means that everyone who's working for them isn't doing anything, and and they could if they could disappear if they don't.
3: Yeah, sort, um, sort and somewhere. the reason they've done this is um obviously along a lot of businesses have been collapsing, Um, that Virgin had requested $1.4 billion from the Morrison government um, repeatedly um, in an attempt to get, like, the government, you know, pay them out. Um, But as I'm just reading here, Virgin is already carrying $5 billion in debt anyway, Um, and the government were obviously not keen to pay them out, which is why they've got into this sort of situation.
4: Yeah, because what the deal is, is that we have two, in Australia, two privatized airlines, right? They compete against each other, and how it works is they compete and then bring the prices down. So with them competing, they're finding new ways to cut costs and bring the prices down for consumers. If the government bails out Virgin but not Qantas, then then that, that makes an unfair competition. But then if they bail out both, then they can't mm. afford to bail out both at all but the other the other um, variable that isn't being considered as much as I'd like is that yes there's the there's the bailout option right, but there's also the millions of shareholders that have shares in Virgin Australia that they haven't even talked about yet if that makes um sense. interesting
3: you say that um, it, um I'm just, I'm just to... having a look at um who actually owns Virgin Australia um. Currently, it's a mix of businesses. Um, but what is interesting is it's actually twenty percent owned by Etihad Airways and twenty percent owned by Singapore Airlines. So they're also suffering. They're also suffering from really? not having flights. So they're nationalized, um, right? Yeah,
4: isn't? I would Etihad believe so.
1: Etihad and Singapore are both nationalized. I read that. Yeah. Back.
4: Mm. So we're saying that that group in Australia is twenty percent more or less. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> The government choke. Well, of... What do you mean, hell yeah?
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, w- Australia also used to have a different airline which collapsed 20 years ago. It's called Ansett. And that's sort of how Virgin came into being because it like filled that gap. But what it's happening is that so they've gone into administration and the accounting firm or whoever they got is um, helping to restructure its $5 billion of debt. And pay off its yeah. creditors because then it, otherwise it would go bankrupt. So it's not completely bankrupt yet, but what they're doing is trying to avoid bankruptcy at all costs. And just reading this article, I noticed that the only reason that um, that the government would be interested in bailing out Virgin, and I would be, I don't think that the Labor government would bail out Virgin as well if they'd done the same sort of um, same sort of stimulus packages already, but. I think that it's the big one is yeah. like the sixteen thousand jobs, yeah, or sixteen thousand that Virgin has, which would definitely <laughs> a mischief be a bit to of say money. the um, least.
3: What I what I'm reading um, is that um, they Virgin uh, from a statement. Um, they're the administrator, um, Vaughan Strawbridge from Virgin. Um, they're not planning for any redundancies, um, which is why they're in a little bit of a pickle. Um, so they're still going to be paying wages, um, and they're going to do that by Having a reduced service, which the Morrison government's talked about um, domestically in Australia, um, so they're still going to run a, like a like a skeleton service and get a couple more workers on, and then obviously the people who are out of work are going to get access to the JobKeeper payment.
4: Right. I was just reading. You know, yeah, it said yeah. Singapore Airlines and Etihad Airways own a significant. This it's, it's right. It's yeah. That's that's why
3: the government doesn't want to bail it out. They don't want Airways. to bail out large foreign people.
4: Yeah. Basically, what I'm reading is it says that Singapore Airlines, Etihad Airways, and then two Chinese corporations, as as well as Richard mm. Branson, um, own all of like 90% of Virgin. And if the government's bailing out them, they're just bailing out Singapore well, I think Airlines. think that's and the Etihad main Airways sort of predicament
2: well, for the government, if that makes that sense. it, despite as Ben said, how, what percentage, some huge percentage is owned by. Um, is foreign shareholders. Yeah, foreign shareholders, exactly, 90%. However, then there's also the other argument, which is the um, 1,500 airline workers, many of which are Australians, the majority of which are Australians. Um, And apparently they have already stood down 80% Mm. of their direct workforce and announced over 1,000 redundancies in the past few weeks. Yeah, Yeah, So I think that's just where the predicament lives mm-hmm. for the government.
4: I'm just, um, and we made this point before the podcast. Um, we were like, surely just Richard Branson exactly. can just bail out his own company, surely. But I guess that was just a pie in the sky idea because yeah, exactly. he owns 10% of the company. But but I just saw, I just read that um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Richard Branson, Mr. Branson indeed. I'm pretty sure he's Sir Richard Branson, but he has offered his luxury island. Oh, thank you. How generous family. of
1: him, honestly. But what a What a saviour. <laughs>
4: How long have we been mate. It's for? been a bit
1: of a hefty podcast. Yeah, I might, think. might be time to wrap up on Virgin Airlines.
2: <laughs> I don't. I think if there's any listeners still listening well, right yeah, now is, but after all that Virgin talk, um, it could be a it could be a miracle. <laughs> but if you're still here, it's, it's obviously stimulating stuff. If you're still here,
1: yeah,
3: clearly.
4: I. I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk about the oh, yeah. nationalisation thing because remember we researched. Yeah, we, we can go,
3: go on a bit for that. Um,
4: yeah, what? yeah. No. We can go for two oh. minutes. We could do it for two minutes. Oh. <laughs> no one's going to know. No one's going to know. It's our podcast.
2: <laughs> 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 Who can tell us off? It's our podcast. Yeah, we'll, so, it's is years old. We were looking. <laughs> go on, <laughs> Alex. Sorry, hate to yeah. cut yeah. you off. Well, what we? You... No, 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 no. No, no guys, <laughs> no, settle down.
4: All I was just saying was that like um it's it's I would say unusual what we found um in comparison to other countries about Australia having two privatised um airlines. So if if you if you don't know, a uh, privatization is when um uh, a service that could have been provided by the government is provided by like a third party company, I guess. And then nationalisation is the opposite. So when a company is Bought out by the government so that it's fully government controlled, and will you see more nationalisation um, in more authoritarian countries like we were looking at before? So like, but what we what we also found was that a lot of airlines in countries that you wouldn't expect also um, were nationalised. Can you do you have some? Oh yeah, well then? we had oh, a f- we had a few. Most of um
2: those that are nationalised, so therefore owned by the government. Um, a sort of you know your yeah, Air India's Air um, Macau, Canada Air Madagascar I'm just looking through Air Mauritius yeah. Air New Zealand all the um, there are a few however that <laughs> sort of surprised um, ones I didn't know previously that Eddie had Airways was owned by uh, the government of Abu Dhabi yeah Eddie Eddie has an interesting one because you've got like you know they you know they like to paint
3: themselves as a bit of a brand and you know they sponsor quite a few things yeah um, but, I, um,
4: I didn't. I was not aware. But I find it interesting that it, it effectively means that the that the government of the United Arab Emirates the correct no it's the Marvel now stadium isn't it? Auckland. It is exactly. true. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I know. But and I was, also, I meant, like
2: before. An example of like a former government-owned airlines in Australia is Qantas, which was owned by the government up until 1992, and then yeah, it became privatized. I don't know how that. Mm. Interesting. No, that's interesting that it was nationalized by the Keating government.
4: (laughs) Ooh. That's interesting. Nice. Comments? He's
3: nice. He's laughing. He's He's having a chuckle. He's (laughs) chuckling.
4: He's nice. The Keating Keating government was like the Keating Hawke government was the Labor government from um, 1980-something to 1996, and – I would find I'd be surprised that sorry. the a Labour government. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry I mean, if Alex it has economic oh benefits God, to do and so,
1: laughing.
4: then they're going to do it. So oh no, it's true. Alex, Alex looks angry. <laughs>
1: uh, maybe we save this discussion <laughs> for another episode.
4: You know, here's here's my point, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this, right? Archie, he literally introduces the show as as that sort of discussion. And then goes, whenever we start talking mean? about it, it goes, oh no. No, nah.
2: nah, that's not, it's not like for 28 me.
1: 28 minutes. Yeah. You yeah. kind of dragged on this story a bit, boys.
2: Exactly. <laughs> I think any listeners at home have heard enough about Virgin Airlines. Yeah. Plus, everyone flies Qantas anyway. So. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, <Nah>, mate, <laughs> nah, mate. Go to Jetstar for the cheap deal. No, oh, no, no. Jetstar, but yeah, all dude, about the budget.
2: Late podcast yeah, antics here. It's oh. really where. Where um, we lose brain cells. You know, Arch. I'm
4: leaving it to you. You, you know can what? finish it off. What I what can't if be asking you to You've up. done.
1: Oh, you've that's done fantastic. Done. fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> if you're still listening. Thank
3: you. Little, little clunky.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't have the silky smooth voice of Arch. I can't do uh, it. Carry
3: on, parents. So I today know. we've
1: thank had you. the amazing Chris Ross come look look and look be look a, look a look special go. guest, and we've discussed Trump being a bit stupid petrol prices falling extremely low and virgin australia going hella broke. So again if you have any opinions about what we've talked about feel free to talk to us on social media and send us your opinion and we we can like if we find it interesting enough we'll give it a little discuss next episode. And also we're in you, search
2: of some interesting guests.
1: Oh yep. Yeah. Um, you want if
2: anyone deems themselves mentally stimulating and thought provoking uh, we're all ears. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Yeah, but it might be a bit tough oh, to one up Christy, so. um So yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you all in. I don't know the next one. I guess.
2: The next. Yeah. I was yeah. Well yeah. done, we don't, don't
1: actually exactly see them, do we?
3: Well done, Perrin. <laughs> applause for right
2: there. That's a wrap.